episode 16 of The Black Traveller. Glad to be back. Sorry, yeah. had a bit of a hiatus. Right? Yeah, been around, been Is away, he? sorry, for yeah, a couple yeah, of been weeks. Been around too. Yeah, 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 we've been around as well. Been around the black travellers, yeah. right? <laughs> as it should be. Uh, yeah, we're travelling, right? We're busy. <laughs> yeah, we're looking forward to this one, though. Got lots to talk about. Yeah, we're going to talk a bit about... Um, the general election is upon mm, us. We're mm, going to have a little right. chat about that. That's right. Um, the UK general election, that is. Um, we're not going to talk anything about US politics, are we? I don't, uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, impeachment. Impeachment is yeah. on the cards. Yeah, okay, be following Pelosi and the Democrats. Yeah, right, yeah, but... yeah. Maybe get onto that. A little bit about some some experiences of racism yeah, uh, that we've yeah. seen in the news as well. So, yeah. yeah, should we get on with it? Let's get into this. <laughs> So it's that time again, Nigel, where we need to vote. We do, we for do. For our next government, right? Yeah. So, I mean, this is going to go out. We we, we we do our podcast a little bit ahead of time. But this mm, is going to go out, mm. what, on election day? That's right, yeah. On election day. So if you're listening yeah. to this, actually, you're probably listening to it after election day. Yeah. But if you're listening to it on the Thursday of mm. election day, it's a big one. It's a big really one. Really important one. They're calling it the, or some people are calling it the Brexit election. That's I don't know about well, media propaganda. Yeah, well, the Conservative Party calling it the, the Brexit election. Yeah. Wanted to be about that, but it's about yeah. a lot of other stuff as well. It's I about think. so much, and I think the first thing to to shine a light on is we will have a voice, and the election is a is a great way to be heard, and it's really important not to think that your vote doesn't count. You know, and the the future of this country and and global politics requires people to just stand up and, and use their vote right yeah exactly yeah i mean it's heartening really i think that apparently the especially younger people there's been a big rise in the number of younger people registering to vote yeah or at least there was a few weeks ago that's so right. that's heartening i think older people traditionally have voted in larger numbers i think i'm mm. correct in saying that mm. um but yeah you say older older so. <laughs> i was thinking <laughs> old, 65 oh, that's maybe. what i was thinking older than us yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah so yeah so Plus 60, plus 65. Okay. Um, but I think it's important for everybody to use it. I mean, I'd really like to, I don't know what you think about this, but I'd like to see the vote given to 16-year-olds. Mm, absolutely. You know, so, I mean, at 16 years of age, there's so many things you can do. I know you, I think you, can, you can get married, you can join the army. That's right, you can buy a lottery ticket. You can buy a lottery ticket, so yeah. You could be a millionaire. There you go, you can start smoking. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, you do it. But, but you can't mm. vote, you know. Mm. It doesn't, doesn't mm. really make much sense to me, that. So I'm... Um, no. I don't hold out much hope for that being changed, but if I think it'd be mm. great if it was changed. Yeah. Uh, because but you're right. A lot of young people have registered recently. They have. Right? And, but the, the key, I guess the second stage of that is they've got to turn up and vote. Yeah, that's right? true. That's true. And the weather's not, apparently not going to be great. Right. Yeah. which is so. Yeah. And voter turnout's going to be a massive thing in this election, I think. Mm. You know, it's one thing, yeah, as you say, registering to vote. It's another one actually turning up mm. and putting your, putting your ex in that box. Yeah. That's right. And there's so many issues, as you say. So a lot of people are calling this the Brexit election. But realistically, there are so many issues that have to be looked at in this country. And we need to start thinking about the importance of these policies, you know, so like the healthcare and the NHS um, in, in the UK, you know, where are we? with that now you know clearly a and e times have gone up yeah clearly we have a lack of uh, of nurses uh, right now in all of our hospitals you know our our institutions are suffering yeah in terms of waiting times you know money towards social care has been cut considerably social care is a massive one i mean social people are a mess right now clogging beds up right ultimately because there's no, there's no social care yeah yeah or well, there isn't enough social care for them for instance to go go home and be cared for in their home so, it's frightening, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's that sort of idea of joined up uh, policy, joined up services. Mm. That's never really 
doesn't ever seem to really work properly mm. in, the, in the UK. Yeah. yeah. And and also, I guess, you if you look at what else is happening in terms of homelessness and, you know, 20,000 police officers that have been cut. So all of this really ties to austerity in the UK and the austerity measures over the last eight to nine years. But it also, I guess, ties to the sentiment of the government, right? You know, some governments are, you know, take the Conservative government, I guess their mantra is being free. And that sounds like a great thing, but I guess, <laughs> you know, being free, right? It's like, I want to be, everyone wants to be free. Yeah, you're up, but when you're free, you're also on your own. Often. You're on your own, exactly. Yeah. So for, for many, being on your own might work if you've got the, the support network, the resources, the resources yeah. which is a key part. If you want to avoid taxes because you're a multi-millionaire or a billionaire in some instances, being free is no problem. But for those that require, in part or in full, um, the help of the state, absolutely, that's what it's there for, yeah. right? Well, it and should that, be. That's uh, absolutely, in my opinion, and, and yours too. It seems yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, I think it's really complicated, isn't it? It is what's happening right now, and I think we need visibility on. We need better visibility on. You know what? What are the what are the policies that these um, uh, these parties are standing for? Some have brought out manifestos, some haven't. Um, but I think we also need to look at what is their voting record and how have they performed in the past. Yeah. You know, look into the details of that. You know, before I vote for my MP, I do look at their voting record to make sure that it's in line with my values. Because yeah. if it's not, then why would I vote for that particular MP? Absolutely. And I'm still an ideological voter, though, Frank. You yeah. Know, I'll still, I'll admit to that. Mm. You know, there's, there, you know, I mean, there are some you're parties... Stand, you're standing by principles I, and justice. I and am, yeah. so. And I've got a long memory. And there, was, yeah. there were yeah. some parties that I'm just not voting for. Okay. And it yeah. doesn't matter what you say. And it doesn't... Also, it doesn't matter whether or not potentially that might benefit me financially. Mm. Because I'm not... Mm in a particularly precarious situation. Yeah. So I'm not thinking necessarily about myself and what's the best for me. Mm. Uh, you know, but you're thinking about, you know, what ultimately I, part of it should be, I think, you know, what's best for those people who are the most vulnerable and mm. who need, for instance, state support. Mm. You know, what party might be better for them, what might be better for society as a whole, rather than what's better for you in terms of your tax bill or your monthly mm your monthly income you know that yeah yeah and i think that sort of selfishness that sort of mm. it's something that we've been encouraged to think selfishly yeah. i think about, yeah, our, yeah. about ourselves rather protect than ourselves protect and, ourselves it's yeah. interesting you say exactly what you said no word of lie i had a conversation okay. with someone uh, about three weeks ago and they they felt and said the opposite okay, actually really? we're more inclined to look after ourselves and actually we you know that just taking your family unit, you've got to make sure your family unit's okay. And, and that's what you that. should be doing. Then, and that's it? technically what you should be doing. Okay. And I, I'd say that both of these things go hand in hand, yeah. right? So, you know, the moral, the moral thing to do is to look after your family, but it's also to be very aware of the communities and the society that, that yeah. is around us because our family is part of that community yeah, and society. I yeah. mean, take uh, the example of, having an adequate healthcare system we are all we're a lot of the time i think we're blissfully ignorant about um how how, how the world works you know that mm. accidents do happen you know we assume that we're impenetrable yeah almost right you're never going to wake up and you know you're always going to be in yeah. good spirits and you're always going to be healthy and actually we had a conversation about that prior to the podcast about yeah. just someone falling foul of, yeah, of yeah, yeah, you yeah. know an unfortunate situation and circumstance so I think it, it, it's really important to, to bear that in mind that when you need 
uh, these services when you need the state to support you it should be there it should yeah, be robust it should be firing however you know if you take the uk economy now interest rates are the lowest that we've ever seen my personal opinion this is the time that we can use that as an opportunity to build phenomenal infrastructure for the future to focus on sustainability and to iron out all the challenges that we have as a society, which have really been caused by a lack of funding, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Or not. I mean, it's going to take this. The, the difficult thing for me as well is it's going to take a long time mm. to undo some of the harm that's been done absolutely. by austerity. You know? And I, I go back yeah. to things like children's centres, yeah. uh, which were fantastic. Services for under fives, services for under fives and their families. Mm. Um, the idea that you need to give children a good start, mm. you know, and and. If How could, fair is that? Yeah, I mean, and if you gosh, can invest right? early on, yeah, yeah. the savings are huge. Mm. So that it's going to save you a lot of money in terms of health services later on, mm, mm. Um, in terms of, for instance, the criminal justice system mm, later mm. on, all of those things, mm. if you can invest in children early on. It's a major point, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the problem yeah. is that the political cycle is, what, four or five years. Mm. So... It's easy to cause damage yeah, within four or five years, and it's going to take double that to rectify that and a lot of the right? outcomes of those policies you don't see for 15 or 20 right. years as well right. so you spend right. a lot of money now not seeing the benefits till later so That's it's always right. quite difficult to sort of prove the impact of those things as well mm. but i think that things like children's centers have been decimated by by austerity mm. after school services after in general, sc- yeah youth services goodbye. yeah just, yeah absolutely yeah. and so and we've i think seen a lot of the the damage that's come about as a result of that mm. And to reverse, that's going to take a lot of time. And, you know, things like the um, the, the nursing shortage. That's right. Um, yeah. I mean, you can't just magic up nurses. Mm. Yeah, exactly. You know, where were they? You that's know, right. And especially that's when you've right. got Brexit and it didn't mm. potentially, and a lot of EU nurses, I think, have left. Yeah, so left actually, or haven't come. Yeah, left or haven't come. So yeah. actually attracting them is very, very difficult. So, yeah, I mean, mm. it's a... Uh, it's pretty complex, isn't it? It is. It's multifaceted. And you can't just say, well, we're going to, you know, okay, we're going to have 30,000 more nurses or 20,000 more nurses and or 50, I think it is. Mm. Um, and expect that to happen anytime soon. Yeah. You know, when if you, haven't got, years. Yeah, if you mean, haven't got the other policies in place to make it happen and make this an attractive country as well. Right. Yeah. And we've got to look at the detail of all these kind of grandioso statements, right? Because if, if we're about to say, great, we will put millions into this service or we're going to recruit this many police officers what is the timeline what are exactly. the specifics yeah. of that you don't hear that do you, you, you just hear you don't really hear that or 20,000 more of this right we just yeah. kind of throw out these broad statements and I think the other thing to bear in mind is that we often I think a lot of the time when we vote we vote for a particular person so yeah. the leader of the party and that is just a very small proportion of running government yeah you know, exactly. right you know yeah. the, the, the prime minister is the figurehead of course but fundamentally, the government will consist of a whole party, a whole manifesto, yeah. all of its members. And advisors, obviously, everybody advisors, else. the entire country is involved. So in some way. So I, I think it's really important to look at that as well, because I think sometimes we get caught up with, uh, you know, who, who is the most confident on stage, who's yeah, kind yeah, of saying yeah. the right things. And yes, that is important, because I think this idea of like confidence, being able to stand your ground, let's say. Uh, whether that be at the negotiation table with a foreign country or whatever the case may be, is going to be an important characteristic. However, we're, we're, we're looking at the future of our country. Yeah. We're looking at policies and what's going to benefit 
you as an individual and then our society as a whole, right? Yeah. So. And I think as well, you know, often when, as you've said, people look at a particular character, look at a leader and say, mm. I think we're really at the mercy potentially then of, of some of our biases again. We're back to the yeah. idea of bias. Which is, yeah. Well, what does a leader look like? Exactly. Well, you know, for a lot of people, well, it's a man. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Probably, probably white. Probably a white man. Yeah. Probably middle-aged. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Probably uh, Oxbridge. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So then so we're back into, you know, you see anybody with an accent mm. or somebody who looks different to that mm. or, or woman or, mm. or somebody who just doesn't fit that um, ideal that potentially you've been brought up with or that you've got uh, mm. in your head. And suddenly they look less competent, for instance. Yeah. You know, so yeah. people are drawn towards these, and I, you know, these, these, um, ideas that they have of what, mm. what strong leaders look like yeah. and confidence as well mm. you know I mean, just because you're confident doesn't mean you're competent it doesn't mean exactly. that, it doesn't mean that it doesn't you're mean right. you have substance no it doesn't that you've got integrity no not at right? all not, not at all, all. so all. and i think it's it's easy to to kind of be um i guess be confused by what what is really important yeah. you know because of you know overconfidence yeah. and some bravado you know yeah. bluster absolutely bluster, yeah, yeah. Bluster. i mean i've, I've, I've listened to some um Conservative MPs, yeah. Who, you know, Reese Mogg, for instance, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacob Reese, Jacob Reese Mogg, yeah. And some, sometimes you listen to what he says, and you say, "Well, mm. actually, if that was transcribed, mm. it's absolute nonsense. Mm. It's just yeah. nonsense." But because yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah, of right. because yeah. of the double-breasted jacket and the accent, absolutely, it sort of sounds. He's got, uh, yeah, he's got a very kind of, yeah. like, you know. Prim and proper accent. He really has. It? But it sounds okay. So, it's, so it's not, because you sound educated, you think, well, your, your substance is. There's some substance yeah, there, but actually, you, when you, you look at what you think. That is a bias, isn't it? You think that the the, the, uh, the substance is automatically there. Absolutely. Yeah, because right. of your accent. Yeah. And that, that's. that's pretty scary, isn't it? It really is. It really that's is. It's pretty scary. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And, and if someone went up there with a bit of an East London accent, maybe they're going to think, well, actually, this person's not going to be right exactly. for the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I Which think there were those, scary, those yeah, really there were those scary. implicit blood by. I'm just, I was talking to you a little bit earlier mm. about a book I've just read mm. by Professor Jennifer Eberhardt mm. uh, mm. called Bias. Mm. Okay, yeah. Um, about implicit bias, yeah. And, you know, very, I'd recommend that to anybody. Mm. Uh, really, some really groundbreaking experiments about the way that um, some of the implicit and unconscious biases affect us. Mm. Uh, so that's a great read. Um, a bit. Yeah. De- <laughs> To be honest, a bit depressing in oh, part. Right. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're sort of at the mercy of these things that are going on without you potentially sometimes knowing that they're going on as well. Wow. You know, so yeah, as, of course. Yeah, as well as obviously racism, there there are these other things that that affect the decisions that we make ultimately as human beings. Yeah. You know, so it, yeah, it's not all good news, but um, but knowing about that those things are there, I think, are important in actually trying to challenge them and do something about them. And so yeah, we're we're always up against this implicit bias, this unconscious bias, right? And I think sometimes we're just a little bit too friendly about these topics, (laughs) you know, because even the way we frame it, you know, we use the phrase unconscious bias because it's palatable, because it it makes people feel like, you know, it's not my fault I've got this bias or, you know, I'm a little bit racist or I'm a little bit sexist. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas, no, these are things that we should be calling out and stamping out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not okay to just, you know, to, to... foster an unconscious bias and think that you can just kind of continue that uh for the months to follow a it's unsustainable b it's wrong yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and c it's it's causing um these microaggressions that we've had uh for for so many decades now to get worse 
I guess moving on to that topic of bias, you know, that's still happening in the workplace right now. You yeah. know, where a lot of black people, some I'd say people of color as well, and and it's important to delineate the two. Yeah, because um, there are, and I think there are different mm. stereotypes of that people hold about about different people. Yeah, know? there so definitely there's, there's is. Stereotypes right? yeah. about black women, about black men, about mm. Asian men, mm. Asian women. Mm. You know, and that that'll influence the way that people see you and how people expect you to behave and potentially how how much of a how much of a problem they, they right, think you might yeah. be in, in one way or the other. Especially you know? in hiring practices. Yeah. Like if I'm if I'm looking at a number of candidates and I've shortlisted four or five uh, and I'm now maybe down to the last three and there's a there's a there's a black person and two brown people yeah. and the talent's almost equal more than likely you're going to hire someone who's brown as opposed to black because you'll think there'll, there'll be more of a culture fit and you can see that in some of the, the data here in the yeah, UK yeah, where yeah. actually let's say a lot of brown people in tech are doing quite well they're on Asian okay. descent whereas uh, black people are still trying to catch up yeah. and, and you that, think that's in part because organisations are thinking when they're recruiting about how they've got these ideas about whether this person will fit within the organisation or yeah, I think it's multi-layered. So I yeah. think it's firstly that maybe uh, certain recruiters are, are a bit concerned about culture fit or even alongside their senior stakeholders. Um, if we hire a brown person, they're more likely to assimilate mm. our culture. Um, and then I think it's also this, this challenge of uh, when we hire people of colour, where we're doing okay. okay. And we're not necessarily distinguishing black people okay, from people yeah, of colour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's a really important mm. kind of nuance to, yeah, yeah, to bear yeah. that in mind. It's like, if you're black, you're black. <laughs> and if you're a person of colour, yeah. you're a person of colour. Yeah, They're yeah. both, you know, they both have two very different experiences. I'm both, you know, I'm yeah. both Asian and African. Yeah. But fundamentally, I'm dark skinned. So yeah. to most people, I'm not mixed race. I'm a black yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the experience I get. So we're getting, away, world. we're getting away then from just ticking the box and saying, well, we've... Yeah, we've got you know, 15% black and minority ethnic. Right. Actually, how many of those are of African descent? Well, yeah. None. Yeah, like exactly. None or 0.1% or yeah, 1%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and you you have a lot of companies, I think, will give themselves a bit of a pat on the back because they've got, <laughs> great, we've got 22% people of colour. But then when you look into the details yeah. of that, of, of that data, um, there is a bias there that has crept in. And usually black people nine times out of ten mm. are are fundamentally the group that are falling behind obviously depending on uh the environment yeah you know depending yeah. on the local environment but i think it, it, it is important to start to yeah. kind of break this apart and look at you know how how do we tackle it and how do we tackle it mm. positively it doesn't need to be a brain drain yeah. um but uh we've still got a long way to go yeah so i guess yeah. it's as well you know how useful are these terms as well that's the other thing right about. yeah like bame in the uk yeah no no i'm on <laughs> i'm not bame <laughs> at all you know which stands for black asian minority ethnic yeah. so uh, yeah you reminded me actually when mm. you were talking about walking down the street I had yeah. a weird experience last week something that i hadn't been aware of happening to me for a while actually. okay um i was in north london yes yeah. um where was i stoke newington stokey 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 yeah, for those Stoke. of you who know it yeah um yeah and i was walking down the street with my wife and then came to a bus stop mm. and i just decided i was going to sit down on those little bus seats that are there okay so yeah. my wife was the stopped, bus shelter the, the bus shelter seats, yeah, yeah yeah so i'll just have a little sit down on Why there not? 
Uh, and there was a woman sitting on the seat along from me, but mm. at least three or four people down in a way. Okay. I mean, she was the only other one there, but uh, you know, I didn't. So sit... you got five feet away. Yeah, I didn't sit basically. next to her. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, but as I sat down, mm. she just got. She just looked at me and got up. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, really, and it was wow. really quite. Uh... Okay. Yeah, and there, I mean, you could say, oh, it was just chance, but it mm. it just wasn't. You know, you, you could yeah. just tell that it seemed intentional. Oh, it was definitely intentional. Mm. You know, I'm somebody who will probably not see the intent. Actually, as I said, yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't sort of felt that for a while. Yeah, but yeah, just as I sat down, I, I don't know if she looked at me or, but it was definitely because I was sitting down that she just decided. To, and it could be just that mm. it was a man sitting down. It could. Yeah. Be, I don't know what you know what her personal circumstances are. Yeah. Might be nothing to do with, with race or ethnicity at all, but it was just... It a, sure felt that way. Yeah, it felt yeah. like that, but whether right. whether or not, it it could have been that I was a man. Mm. could have been that she felt unsafe for whatever reason. Mm. could have been to do with race or ethnicity or not. Mm. My wife was really shocked, actually. I, was well, she? Yeah, I wasn't. Which to, And the fact that I'd forgotten about it as well, yeah, so yeah. it tells you a lot as well. I hadn't even remembered it. That's right. um, no, I was just like, well, she, you know, maybe this woman doesn't really like sitting next to black yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, you know, it's just, that's just, uh, it's just one of those things, you know, it's not. She's a, just trying to enjoy a bus trip home and you come along. Yeah, she doesn't want, yeah. I don't, share the, <laughs> it's just one of those things. It's not yeah. something that, you know, I, yeah, it's wrong. It's potentially hurtful. But, you know, if, if you get hurt by that sort of thing, you're not going to get very far. Yeah. You know, so you've just, yeah. that's, I've, had, but, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've been on. You've had the situation, haven't you, where people haven't sat next to you on a bus? I'm assuming mm, like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's just Def- commonplace. Definitely. That's yeah. just absolutely. I used to not. I know, to, to be honest, Frank. Yeah. Didn't mind it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We're like, well, yeah. okay, so, <laughs> forget it. I get, I get to sit here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and actually, that happened to me on the train once, where okay. I was so I got in the carriage and I sat on. You know, you got those quadrants of four seats yeah. sometimes. So you didn't get the forty. So yeah, yeah. So literally, so I sat on a chair like okay. next to the window uh, within this quadrant. And uh, I think the train was going to like Kent or Brighton or you know somewhere yeah. some somewhere up north or south, and the, so passengers were you know just piling onto the okay. train, and no word of a like most the majority of the passengers that came onto the train were white, yeah. and it was only until like every single other seat <laughs> around me was taken. There were multiple quadrants. There weren't that many seats, but yeah. there were multiple quadrants around me, and every single other seat around me was taken. Uh, there were even some people standing. I, don't, I mean, they, they have a right to stand. Yeah. But I think there was just one woman who joined the train and, and then sat kind of opposite me, diagonally. Okay, yeah, yeah. After such a long time. And uh, so you could say there's a preference in terms of where you want to sit on the train. Okay. Possibly. Possibly, or I, I guess, would I do something like that? It's hard to say. If I got onto a train and I saw... Um, uh, let's say a, a group of people of colour or black people, am I more likely to sit next to them okay. because I feel comfortable next yeah. to them? Okay. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah. You know, it's hard to say, yeah. you know, what, what my subconscious would do in that situation. But it was a bit strange. And yeah. so much so that I noticed it because yeah. I was sat here just minding my own business. And all of a sudden, like, no even, one's sitting yeah, next yeah, time. even like, there's like the, the fourth seat and another quadrant was taken okay. <laughs> as opposed to one of my three yeah, seats that yeah, I have yeah. three next to me. And I thought, well, that's a bit odd. It's like, why wouldn't you sit here? Like, you don't need to sit next yeah, to someone. Yeah. So. It's just odd, it's, isn't it? It's it just is such a strange thing. But I think it's um, very, very common. It is common. Yeah, very common. I, I wonder you know, whether. We're not griping. No, this is, no, this no. Is it's just experience. It's, yeah. you know? And I wonder whether people who, uh, you know, aren't people of colour, who mm. are, or maybe it's, it's 
Maybe it's more to do with black men. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, right. But I wonder if people realise this. Mm. You know, so do white people actually ever really realise that this happens? That it's you an know, issue and... yeah. I was talking to a listener, um, who's a w- older white man, mm. who's a friend of mine. Okay. Um, and he listened. He really loved the podcast, and we were talking about the nod mm. in the oh, last. Yeah, in the yeah, la- and he's, right. he'd never heard of. It, didn't realise. Really? Yeah. So it's interesting. interesting you know, never, just never didn't realise these it's cultural phenomenon. Exactly. Yeah. yeah the nod exists. <laughs> You know, so you just wonder, it's like telepathy in many yeah. senses, isn't it? <laughs> so similar, you know, you sort of think, do people really appreciate that you've got these experiences and potentially mm. not? Potentially this will come as a huge shock that what people aren't sitting next to you. Mm. It's right, just, exactly. yeah, yeah. What, 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 what nonsense. And, and actually that that's a major point to, to open up in terms of that cultural awareness, the lack of cultural awareness. Because I think in and out of the workplace... That is uh, one of the inhibitors that we see for you know diversity and inclusion really working. Let's yeah. say it's individuals not necessarily being aware of other lived experiences yeah. apart from their own. Yeah. And as much as it's fine, I guess you know to just live your life yeah. and not necessarily focus on becoming woke. Um, it, it's important, I think, in terms yeah. of integration. And if we are to get to a point where we're removing bias entirely, don't know if we we'll ever get there. It does take people to work a little bit harder on this stuff, on their implicit, their unconscious, their yeah. conscious bias. So, especially if you consider yourself to be a good person, a good person right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what I like about that friend of mine as well was the mm. fact that he, you know, found out about the knowledge. He's just intrigued by it. He just actually, yeah, he was really like interested in doing you know, research on yeah, it, right? Interested okay. in actually, okay, this is you. Yeah, so right. it's that interest in other people, isn't it? That mm, interest, that curiosity, that, that curiosity yeah. about other people's experience. I think, which is, which is important yeah. to have. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a major point. So Yeah. Um wanted to ask you about the election. We've yeah. sort of just gone off it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Um yeah, let's mention his name. Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, what do you take what's your take on Boris Johnson and racism? Mm. He said a few different things. It's a bit of a broad, terrible question. That yeah, question. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a broad question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your take on it? I, well, I think I think he's he's clearly got some kind of implicit bias. Yeah, without question, he's said a number of comments in articles, in blogs, on videos, which I would consider to be prejudice. Yeah, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no two ways about yeah. it. So, and there's a spectrum of what prejudice means, of course, but fundamentally there are some things that we just do not say because they do stoke a fire and they, you know, they are, um, they're they're beyond just an opinion. Yeah. We're, we're, we're we're inciting a certain belief and ideology, which I don't think is acceptable. So don't get me wrong. No one's perfect in this world, but when you've got direct examples that you can reference, that suggests uh, this individual does have some kind of bias or, or prejudice, yeah. which they are not really afraid to, to kind voice, of, yeah. To, yeah, to voice. And they you know, it, it's become like a, a bit of a common language for, for yeah. Boris Johnson in many situations where, you know, it, it, we've, we've created this society where I, I guess, you know, we're, we're quite open about our opinions and then we're, apologizing later mm. and that apology is not necessarily sincere it's yeah. only really used because we don't want to lose our power and our privilege yeah. and we need to really think about that you know the the idea of having substance is being consistent yeah you're right you're and right. you know these inconsistencies I, I i think they they're just not that great for for any political leader right. you know it's important to note so and i think as well that 
I mean, things like saying that we called African countries bongo bongo land right. at one point. I mean, that's not, right. that's just for me. That's just outrageous. Unacceptable. That's, it's unacceptable. Totally unacceptable. Yeah, it's 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 racist language. It is. Yeah, it's inciting hate. Yeah, and I, for me though, for I wish the electorate, I wish voters would sort of almost just say, look, he. Yeah, his language is racist. He is mm. racist. You know, either he's racist, or at the very least, his language is yeah. is racist yeah. language. Kind of the both the same thing. They are, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I won't be too nuanced yeah, yeah. there. But then, but if that's not important to you, yeah, and you still want to vote for him, mm. then just vote. Don't don't yeah, ex- exactly. don't excuse what he says. Yeah, say yeah, he's racist, but yeah, but know what you're. But Brexit's voting. more important to me, and yeah. I want. I want Bre- you yeah, yeah, but exactly. don't yeah. So know what you're voting. Know what you're voting for. And be honest about yeah, it. Be honest. About just it. be totally. honest. Just say, look, totally. yeah, he's racist, but I don't. I'm not bothered about that. Totally. If that, if you still want to vote for him, yeah. rather than trying to excuse what can't really be excused. Yeah. yeah. You have the right to be yourself. And yeah, yeah. You want to be racist? You'd rather you didn't. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh, but yeah. we'd really That's rather right. you didn't. I mean, certainly, you didn't, you didn't discriminate, or that you didn't hurt anyone else. But if yeah. you want to hold racist ideas and have them yourself, mm, mm. then it's your right to hold whatever views you want to hold. Yeah. I'd just rather that you didn't use any power to or any influence to actually um, damage anybody else's life yeah as a result of the views that you hold if we really break that apart it, it's kind of it, it goes to your point in terms of if you're happy to vote for someone who has used the language mm. which we consider to be racist and then you're you're using your democratic vote to support that individual does that mean you have double standards yeah. i i don't know i mean it's yeah it's you, hard you, to say but i would say that there's definitely work to be done. Yeah, you've got to ask yourself. You know, you've got to you've got to take a look at yourself. If if it's that self judgment, ex- isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. If that's acceptable to you and you, yeah, yeah. So I mean, don't get more like, <laughs> I you know, I'm not I'm I'm not judging anyone out there. Um, and let's be clear on that. But it's this idea of you know, do we have double standards? Do we have an an implicit bias yeah. with our decision making? And do we need to look at that? Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we had a little bit of a news roundup we were going to do, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did, Maybe we'll, yeah. Should we finish we, off with that? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I think a few things happening recently. Um, a light touch one. <laughs> <laughs> An angry old man. Yeah, there's some guy who was a uh, was Virgin Virgin Airlines. Virgin, Virgin Airlines. Airlines that's right. He he designed the original flying lady logo, um, and this year was replaced by a black woman. Yeah. He ain't happy. He's not happy at all. He ain't happy He's at all. He's not happy at all. He's, he, I mean, the, the old thing was a kind of bit of a take on a pin-up, wasn't it? A bit of a take on a sort of, what would we say, a 40s sort of pin-up. Yeah, I'd and say it was so. A, a logo sort of painted on the side. Of, so that's got... The Scarlet issues. Lady. Yeah, that's name. got its issues anyway. Exactly. But um, that aside, they've now changed the logo, updated it a little bit. It's a little less pin-up-y. That's right. Uh, and it's got um, a black woman on it. It's got and a it, black woman. And, he's, and Ken, Ken's not having it. Yeah, Ken's from Sweden. Ken he's 72 years old okay. now. And verbatim his quote is i don't understand what was wrong with it in the first place it was an icon and people knew the airline for it but he goes on to say with the diversifying of the image you wonder where it will where it will all end it is disappointing so not a fan of diversity he's, perhaps. No. <laughs> ken ken white from sweden oh, oh, is his full really? name yeah. okay. uh, doesn't doesn't it doesn't mean anything yeah. he is a white man as well um but it's a shame to to see that isn't it yeah like, i mean it's updating a logo yeah um 
Yeah, it was an outdated logo. It's been mm. around for a good while. Mm. Needed updating. They've decided we live in a diverse society, diverse reflect, culture. And they want to society, reflect that. Yeah, yeah and that's got it. Ken's not having it though. But Ken's not happy. But that's Ken's it. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll give any more visibility to Ken and Swindon. Uh, but there's also been the. I mean, we've talked talked about this as well. Racism in football. I mean, this was a yeah. headline that I sent to you actually. That's right. Yeah. When I saw it, it was a Corriere dello Sport, an Italian. I think pretty much the main Italian newspaper. Okay. Um, and there were a couple of black football. I mean, racism in Italy mm. um, is just notorious. Racism mm. against black players. Wow. I mean, it's, it's a it's a regular it's thing. Really bad. And it's growing. Um, across Europe and in the UK mm. becoming much more of an issue but there are a couple of black players who were from Man United actually so Chris Smalling and Romelu Lukaku mm. uh, who are now playing in Italy yeah. and they're playing for opposite teams that were going to be meeting in a match on the Friday right. um, a week or two ago mm. so Corriere dello Sport decided to put their front page headline as Black Friday oh my goodness wow it's ridiculous Absolutely ridiculous. And this was just roundly condemned. I mean, it yeah, was roundy, of course. It was just condemned by just about every... The Man United mm. manager, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, mm. condemned it. Old players like Gary Neville, who's now a pundit, condemned it. Yeah. Obviously, the players themselves weren't happy about it. It was mm. just a ridiculous, um, tactless, mm, insensitive, yeah. exactly. racist uh, headline. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I remember like uh, you know earlier in the year when we were talking about all the blackface stuff, and there's just yeah. this, this casual use of yeah. of racism yeah. in so many different institutions, right? And it's it's sorry to see, you know, it's a it real is. shame to see this. You're two athletes, and that's the only thing that defines them mm. is the fact that they're black men, and we're yeah. just going to plaster them across the front page, yeah, black and just Friday. make a joke wow. about Black Friday because wow. it was, yeah, I think it because it was. The shopping Black Friday. Yeah. yeah. And making that connection to race. Yeah. Abominable, I'd yeah. say. Yeah, so that's Abominable. terrible, yeah. yeah. And the, obviously the, the, the racism in football's rumbled on a bit in this country as well. Yeah. Um, with some monkey chants at the weekend oh at a Manchester goodness. United match against yeah. one of the black players there. Really? Uh, who were they playing? Uh, who? Yeah. Uh, they were playing Manchester City. Wow, okay. Yeah, wow. so it was a derby match and Man United the had the upper match. hand. Yeah. Uh, the good thing about this though, there was a corner and one a Brazilian player called Fred, who's a, a black player, mm. went over to take it. Mm. And in the crowd, you could see mm. one of the Man City supporters apparently making a bit of a monkey gesture with mm. his arms. Wow. And making what looked like monkey noises as well with his mouth, just for like a second or two. Gosh. But this got picked... The great thing about social media sometimes is this got picked up straight away. Someone obviously saw it while they were watching TV mm. and within sort of 10 or 15 minutes it was just all over all over Twitter wow. um, the club came out and condemned it apparently they'd arrested the guy mm, okay. they got, so they got That's him good. pretty quickly yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not sure what's you know what's happening there or what will happen eventually but there's, there are calls for him to be banned from from going to any more football matches which right. is good yeah um, but it's yeah it's just the it's just saddening that this guy thinks that's I don't know about acceptable. That's mm. something that you can do. Yeah, exactly. It is really saddening, yeah. and, and it's it's a continued theme that we haven't managed to eradicate yet after decades. Yeah, the idea that you <sighs> you think that black people are yeah. monkeys, really? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Really, they still wow. get. It's just I can't that, understand that connection. It. That connection well, just right? is just bizarre to me. Yeah, 
Yeah, it is. It's beyond bizarre. I mean, yeah. uh, we're, we're we're talking about something which I don't think we have enough visibility on. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. You know, when we're not we're not actively stamping it out. Yeah. You know, we're we're I guess we're we're at a point where we're saying it's disgraceful behaviour, but we need the mechanisms and the processes, just like the person being arrested, to hold individuals accountable. Absolutely. So they're you know they're fully aware and prepared that if they do decide to step out of line and use their freedom of speech in a hateful way, then they'll be reprimanded for yeah. it. Yeah. You know, and, and that should extend to the club itself and and uh, the people responsible, right? Yeah. Just keep your racist ideas yeah. and beliefs to yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Just absolutely. Please. Keep them behind closed doors. Yeah, exactly. Please. That's for sure. Please. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we do not want to deal with it. We don't want to see it, don't want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, without question. So Got a long way to go, huh, Nigel? Yeah, I think we have, haven't we? Got a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're slowly making inroads with this podcast. We're trying to bring visibility to these to some of these issues, yeah. Some yeah. of these issues. And I think just let's all up our cultural awareness, right? Yeah, you know, do Let's what do we it can. together. Yeah, yeah. You know, if we share these stories, then fundamentally we're getting an insight into the different lived experiences of, you know, people across the globe. And what it takes to, I think, overcome a lot of these biases that exist and, yeah. and the prejudice that we're dealing with. So, but yeah. we're hopeful. We are hopeful. We are I mean, hopeful, right? I mean, there was another one this mm. week. There was this um, a lawyer and activist who I think mm. you, you picked up on this story as well, right. didn't you? This Shola, right? Yeah, Shola. Shola Moss Shogbam. Okay. Yeah. She's um. So she's a lawyer, and she's she does a lot of DNI work as well. I, I think believe. So. I, yeah. I, I think I'm connected with her on LinkedIn. Okay. I, de- I definitely follow her on Twitter. And she was going to a meeting at Millbank Tower mm, uh, okay. in London. Mm. Uh, I think she was speaking on a panel. Oh, was she speaking so, on yeah, a panel? I think she okay. Was on a panel. Yeah. And um, got to the reception, and apparently the receptionist asked if she was a cleaner. Wow. Wow. Gosh. Just, just, just you know, yeah, just this sort of implicit bias, black woman. Yeah, exactly. She obviously just thought, well, must be a cleaner. Are you, are you a cleaner? That's frightening. Yeah. And also must be a cleaner. I mean, I don't think this is worse, actually, but yeah, to, to cap it all, because cleaners have to use a different en- entrance. Mm. So there was, you know, you're going to have to go around the, uh, go around the other entrance. Go around the back. Yeah, go around the back as oh well. Gosh, yeah, disgraceful yeah. yeah. But yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah, just the idea of just, just having that. That sense of it's a black woman. Yeah. I see a black woman, I see a cleaner. Yeah, exactly. Rather than I see a black woman, I see a potential lawyer. Yeah, exactly. speak or an activist or a professional person. Yeah, I see a person, right? Oh, I see a person. It's just a person. I've got no no evidence of who this person (laughs) is at the moment. Right. Until they tell me. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Until they tell me. So, yeah. Let's remove the assumptions. And I think think the assumptions have, have created a lot of barriers in how we interact. And I think that is definitely something that we all can work on um, to, to, to make our environments far more inclusive. You know, let's not assume what someone does. Yeah. You know, let's not assume because they look a certain way, they, that means they speak a certain language or they, have, yeah, they come exactly. from a certain cultural background, you know. So I think we are a long way to go with that. But definitely, I think the first thing we need to do is just hold back. Yeah, absolutely. Ask questions first. Yeah, um, and you know the amount of times I've been in situations where people assume my cultural background, or you know, because I'm I'm a black man from um, from East London, okay. they assume actually I'm not from here or whatever okay. the case may be, yeah, right? Yeah. So, and I think it's important what you say there about holding mm. back, yeah, because um, Jennifer Eberhardt, who I, I mentioned that book, mm. Bias, and she's done a lot of work helping 
uh, things like the police department mm. and uh, law enforcement mm. to deal with uh, to deal with bias. Okay, she's uh, not sponsoring you. She's not sponsoring. Okay, all right. No, it's all right. <laughs> but if I can, have a little, saying, you should cut me in. Hey, that, right? like, <laughs> that book's selling like hotcakes. So if I can, any cut I can get, I'm happy to receive. I believe. <laughs> At least give me a ten percent. I'm doing this with you, but no, she's not sponsoring. She's this. not. She's not. Um, but yeah, but she talks a lot about the idea of not reacting quickly because mm. one of the things that I think makes implicit bias come out in our behaviour is yeah. acting too quickly. Yeah, massively. Yeah, so not not just yeah. taking that time to stop and think mm. and how important that can be. You mm. know, just in at least okay, the bias might still be there, but at least in you know it won't it won't show itself if mm. you just take a little bit more time. Yeah. To think about the decisions you make and what, what it is you're doing. Mm. You know? It's that thinking fast and slow and it's yeah, being yeah, able yeah, to, yeah. as you say, you're not reacting emotionally and you're kind of thinking about, what, you know, what, what is my brain telling me that I should say and what is the right thing to yeah, say? Yeah, and what is the evidence telling me? Absolutely. Yeah, my brain's Absolutely. saying I should ask this woman if she's a cleaner. Yeah. yeah. Why is the, what, what is there that suggests she's a... Okay, maybe that would stop you mm. asking her if she's a cleaner. If you just took a second to to think yeah maybe maybe not i mean you walk into a meeting room and there's five white men and there's one black woman you approach the black woman and you say great so you know are you assistant or you know are <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you yeah, know yeah. are you pa to someone and actually the black woman's a ceo yeah 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 embarrassing firstly yeah absolutely. <laughs> for you as an individual yeah. but that is very common yeah i bet very it common. is I bet i've it got is. countless stories and Honestly, conversations yeah. i've had with people where that has been the case right. And, uh, you know, individuals assuming that they're not particularly senior or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and yeah. So, yeah, so we have to, as you say, we, we've got to think a little bit more slowly, react a little bit more slowly as well yeah. in those situations. And especially if we've got some kind of bias that we're harboring, yeah. how can we just actively do something about it? If we consider ourselves to be a good person, yeah. then we have to accept the world for what it is. There is, isn't a compromise what's happening in the world right now. You know, you know, people's reality is not up for compromise. Right. So I think we need to just be better at, you know, how can we all work on that? Right? Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, and I think, you know, there's a there's a guy who's the major trauma surgeon in um, mm. for one of the hospital trusts in London. Okay, I don't know if you've seen him. I can't remember his name off the top of my head now. Yeah, but um, a black man. Yeah, and I'm sort of sometimes when I'm I'm watching the TV. And they mention the major trauma surgeon, and then they go over to him, mm. and he's a black man. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, not, I'm not, it's kind of, yes. it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's a mixture Representation, of, yeah. finally. It's a mixture of that. It's a mixture of sense of pride. It's a mixture yeah. of, oh, this is okay. great. There's a black, the black man's a major surgeon. But Absolutely. also, there's there's something of a bias there. There's mm. a, obviously, mm. in my expectation, it's not, I don't know, is it a bias or it's, my expectation clearly isn't. Is particularly low because you yeah, just have I'm decades not expecting of not this, seeing I'm not expecting this to be a black man, probably, yeah, am I? You, just, you know, you know it, it's going to be a really old white, white fella, yeah. white fella yeah, with yeah, a thick grey well. beard, yeah, probably not, probably you know, a man. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's true, it's true, and and we have to raise our standards on that, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. So we've got to change our perception, even if we don't see representation, we can expect it. Yeah, I think you're right. And then when we see it, it, it should be in some part, it should be normalised yeah. almost, yeah. right? You know, yeah. we have to start normalising this imagery, yeah. but also we don't see enough of it. So, you know, th th there has to be a... Um, a concerted effort in terms of how we can increase representation across the board, especially seeing you know, underrepresented groups in senior yeah, positions, absolutely. in 
diverse positions in lots of different companies and organizations and institutions, the way in which we see um, homogenous cultures, white cultures represented exceedingly well yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. globally, you know. And actually, when I think about that example of the trauma surgeon, I mean, mm. if it was a lawyer, I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah so if yeah. it was a if it was a black if it was a lawyer, that wouldn't surprise me at all. I don't know what it is about a senior surgeon. Yeah. Yeah. Something right. about surgeon. That, right. That just, it's just something there that doesn't. And look, look yeah, yeah. Let's, let's play that. Think about for us. So if, if I was asking the yeah. audience, you know, if I was to ask, <laughs> you know, what what does a surgeon look like? What's the first image that pops into your mind, right? You know, what does a lawyer look like? Yeah. You know, what yeah. does a criminal look like? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know, in- instantly you've got these images that pop into your mind. But is that you know is that is that the true image? Is that you know is there an image? You know, there isn't. Is the truth? You know, yeah. there, there, there's yeah. no defined look of what a surgeon looks like. You know, maybe they've got a white coat on. Yeah. Maybe they've got shoes and blue trousers on. But that's as far as we should go. In terms of descriptive language, that's yeah, for sure. I think so, and I think it's you know. it, it's a good game to play. Yeah, so, well, yeah. Christmas, should, Christmas time's coming Christmas up. Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be interactive with our podcast yeah, yeah, and yeah, start yeah. playing some games. Yeah, as you, as you sit around, maybe <laughs> yeah. just before the Queen speaks. Let's play the unconscious bias <laughs> yeah, game. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Five seconds on the clock. <laughs> what do you think of when you think of this? Uh, this, this cleaner. Describe a cleaner yeah. to me in three words. <laughs> I think this is really important, though, just for getting you, you know, getting people reflecting. Oh yeah. You know, I think the self-reflection is oh, yeah. a great thing. Just reflect on maybe how you're thinking about these, the biases that you hold, the biases that maybe we all hold t- to a greater or lesser extent. Absolutely. And yeah, I think that's the route to really changing them is to become aware of them. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think it's becoming aware and then it's consciously taking you know, action on yeah. it. You know, it's yeah. consciously saying, actually, I, I want to stamp it out. You know, the same way that I want to eat healthy food, yeah. the same way that I want to keep myself, um, my well-being at work has got to be great. Okay, I'm actually going to consciously tackle my unconscious bias because it means something to me. Yeah. And it means something to be a good person. Yeah. Right? You know, so, yeah, my goodness. Yeah. There's a, that's the only <laughs> thing we're going to preach about today. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you know, that's so. it. That, that'll do. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, we cool. done? I yeah, think I done. think we're done. That's, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. We're done for this episode, but okay. lots more to talk about. A few more episodes before the end of the year. Yeah, and I think next time we'll probably know the result of the election. We will. We will. will. So yeah. that's going to be interesting. Yeah, Reflecting some, on that Yeah, as we'll reflect and... on that a little bit. Um, and also, yeah, we did uh, got an interview with um, Leon Coffey yeah. coming up, K-O-F-F-I. Mm. Um, we've mentioned it a couple of times before. Um, lovely, lovely guy. Yeah. Yeah, really great interview. You're a great interviewer that, by Nigel. Really? Can that, I just say that? Thank you, Frank. Trevor McDonald should be uh, <laughs> should be jealous of your talents. Because yeah. you interviewed Leon Coffey. I interviewed Leon. Yeah, he was, an he was easy very guy. gracious with his time. He was, yeah. Opinions, I, was, right? I was speaking to him for like five or six hours. Yeah, wow. yeah. I'm wow. just, he's just a nice guy to spend time with as well. Really yeah. lovely guy. Um, had a horrendous... Um, experience in Bulgaria, um, mm. racist attack. Wow. Even before that, um, had a terrible experience of day-to-day Gosh. racism. Okay. Um, so, we're, yeah, we're, we're editing that at the moment. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and that's going to be out in a few weeks' time. Yeah, Exciting. as soon as we can. Exciting. But, yeah, but... I've heard a soundbite and it sounds great. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, really it's, to it. it's interesting, it's intriguing, it's disturbing yeah yeah all frightening all, all all at the same time all of the above so yeah, yeah. yeah looking forward to that yeah looking forward to that yeah. so um okay. great well look nice to be back 
everyone. Yeah. And, thanks uh, for listening. Thanks for listening. Yeah. All right. We'll see you at the next one. Safe travels. Safe travels, everyone.